Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, have I got a series for you? Last of Us. Yes, I'm going to talk about Last of Us now, here, on this podcast. It's already done with its first season, so uh, go ahead and watch it. Because I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> All right. All right, you're back. You've watched it. Hooray. So Last of Us, it is the best thing that's on television currently speaking. Seriously, it's so good. It's everything The Walking Dead wasn't. So yeah, so it, it's zombies, <laughs> first of all. Zombie genre, I guess, is, is the thing. Post-apocalypse, zombie, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's based on a video game called The Last of Us. But it is so good. It is literally everything The Walking Dead failed to do. In the, I, I, did, I didn't realize how... Like, like The Walking Dead was good in <laughs> the first couple seasons, right? Like, like it's funny. Like, so it, with The Walking Dead, my, my wife... I think I've mentioned this before, but my wife stopped watching around the time Negan came on. And I kept watching. And, and Negan was, you know, pretty terrifying and pretty awful of a villain and and scary but uh you know it, at that point it, it did become kind of like a soap opera <laughs> except a zom soap opera zombie opera there we go it, it was a zombie opera at that point like like and, and then it really once once they defeated negan they should have ended the series but instead it kept going and it became like a true zombie opera <laughs> And so just, yeah, The Walking Dead just, man, it, there was a time when it, ha- it would have had a good ending, I think, defeating Negan. I think that that was, for me, <laughs> the the ending that it should have had. And, and there were some good episodes here and there after that, but, man, it was like a zombie opera. But anyways, uh, I didn't, and, and what's funny is being a fan of The Walking Dead, I didn't realize the 
Walking Dead was missing so much until I started watching The Last of Us. And The Last of Us just blew me out of the water and how well that story was told and how how such a good story it was. Like, you know, like, like for example, uh, you know, and, and once again, I'm not trying to knock The Walking Dead. I'm just saying that, you know, you have something that is, is, you know, getting a, a 95% grade, but then you have someone who's getting like 120% compared to that 95%. And you're like, whoa, I thought this was the A plus zombie series. And, and somebody made an A plus 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 zombie series. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how do you, how do you beat an A? You do the A plus plus plus, right? Like that's what they did. So, you know, like, like a good example in, in, uh, the last of us is, is, you know, uh, The Walking Dead really primarily focused on man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> Sounds like a very 1950s trope of uh, people are awful to each other and will just kill each other when given the right circumstances. And yeah, The Walking Dead kind of has some of that into it. But but what I feel about, or I mean, uh, The Last of Us has some of that man man's inhumanity to man in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if I'm updating the phrase from the 1950s to uh, uh, today, it would be humans inhumanity to humans. Uh, but anyways, so it does have humans in inhumanity to humans in uh, in uh, uh, the Last of Us, but it it goes much further than that. Like like all the people that are being sort of inhuman to each other and and treating each other awfully are, are, are actually doing it for very good personal reasons right or or not and maybe not very good in some cases but believable personal reasons right there's no sort of paper villains that are just evil for evil's sake right like it's just a bunch of people that feel that they have found the best way to survive in this world and so some of them choose to do awful things, but not all of them, right? That's one thing I, I really love about the series is not everyone is just awful and trying to screw over people. Like, like for example, uh, Pedro Pascal, who's the sort of lead male character in it, he is the 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 one that uh, essentially. Uh, uh, you know, as kind of a father who who failed his daughter, right? His daughter get gets killed right in the beginning of the zombie pandemic, and uh, you know he then gets this girl who's immune to the zombie virus, and then he's trying to bring her to this medical facility that they're gonna go ahead and find out how she's immune, and then make a cure, right? And so, you know, he failed his daughter, and now he thinks he's just going to fail this other girl, too, uh, you know, and spends most of the series wrestling with that. And then this other, the one that he's with, she's been abandoned by everyone her whole life, right? Like her mom essentially got bitten uh, when right after giving birth or right during giving birth. It's actually a pretty hardcore scene where her mom is fighting a zombie while giving birth. Uh, so yeah, most hardcore birth ever. <laughs> Fight a zombie while giving birth. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you have you have 
that and and then so she thinks her mom's abandoned her and then you know she ends up falling in love with this other person from their academy and then that girl gets bit and uh you know abandons her in that way so she gets abandoned by everyone who's ever loved and so you know there's there's that you know like she's dealing with super abandonment issues and he's dealing with a uh you know issues of his uh failing his daughter and then here he is in this other thing where he feels he's just going to fail this other girl too and they end up really genuinely caring about each other like like he cares for her as a father cares for uh his daughter and and that's what i <laughs> realized the walking dead was missing like yeah rick grimes had kids but you know he cared for them like a, a father did and then at, at some point he you know i don't know just became rick grimes the kind of comic book hero almost whereas like the last of us hero he's uh it's just so good and they also like play with your expectations so for example there's this one episode where uh you know ellie who's the girl that he's he's you know who's immune who's taking across the country to to uh take to a lab uh she gets captured by this like basically sicko that wants to make her her child bride uh and she like like you think he's gonna go save her uh and she actually ends up saving herself like in kind of a very hardcore way and you're like dang and it's kind of cool it's kind of cool that they flip with your expectations so they they know exactly what you're expecting and sometimes we'll flip it to something you don't expect and that's another thing i appreciate is they're very familiar with the zombie tropes and what people expect from zombies and zombie films and and everything and and you know we they all know you've seen the walking dead and <laughs> they flip your expectations around so they kind of muddle it around uh the other thing that i would say that the last of us does really well is uh it uh pedro pascal is amazing and it's so funny too because i don't know but he seems like the nicest human being on the planet like like i, <laughs> I like that guy i don't know why there's just something about him and i'm just like he we need like fifty thousand of this guy because he's just like the nicest person it seems and i like like uh, honestly i wish there were more <laughs> celebrities like him out there because he's not only nice but he's really good at what he does although it's kind of funny because he is so nice sometimes i that that was the one time in that i was having trouble believing he'd be that hardcore and ruthless you know because he plays a very hardcore ruthless individual and uh you know i'm like oh it's pedro pascal he's so nice he would never do that to somebody <laughs> you know what i mean so uh but he he does it well so uh <laughs> anyways uh so yeah uh, what what's another thing about the last of us oh yeah it was based on a video game i never played the video game it sounds like it's a first person shooter i'm guessing i'm was never really a big fan of the first person shooter genre uh i think the only first person shooters that i ever played in their entirety was mass effect uh and it goes down to i'm a science fiction guy and mass effect had a really good storyline so yeah if they ever made a mass effect tv show i'm all about it though it would be kind of weird because i i don't know how the last of us does as a video game but in mass effect you could kind of 
choose the path of your main character. So the main character is named Shepard. And uh, you could make Shepard a male or you could make Shepard a female. You can uh, make Shepard be essentially a good guy or you could make Shepard be incredibly ruthless and just kill people indiscriminately. Like like Mass Effect let you kind of choose the Shepard you played. And, and, and I'm a nerd. I played the good guy. I always play the good guy characters. I, It's funny. I don't mind writing evil characters, but I don't like playing them because <laughs> like writing them, I make them really terrible. <laughs> I mean, you're probably thinking Makiarnak in my Touristic, uh, he was pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, and yes, he is. Uh, but I also try and give my evil characters uh, reasons why they're evil. Like, they're not just evil for evil's sake, but there's reasons. They're just humans that think they're doing the best thing. And that's once again why I think Last of Us is really, really good. Because every single evil character in there is not evil for evil's sake, but they really, really think they're doing the right thing. They think, by whatever moral standard they have, that their evil actions are actually good, <laughs> you know? And I think that's true about people in general. I don't think that there's any evil people out there. I think there are just people that do really screwed up shit because they think it's the right thing to do. I mean, look at like what, I mean, you know, look at uh, Val Valdemir Putin, right? He probably really thinks what he does is really good. You know, he probably thinks, yeah, I'm doing a great job. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's evil. I just think he, he, he thinks he's doing the right thing when it, it it's probably not right and that's i think most evil people most e evil people are people that get warped by a certain idea and think that their idea is the right thing like even you know uh, you always go back to the nazis because they're the ultimate evil right they they thought they were doing the right thing they weren't but they thought they were right and so that's the thing is like i don't know people think they're think themselves are good. Uh, but I really think you gotta, you know, for, for me at least, like, what do I define as good? I, I define good as, as generally speaking, doing what would be good to the most amount of people. Right. Uh, but I'm not totally, uh, I guess utilitarian in the sense. So a utilitarian would, would totally like look at the trolley problem as not a problem. So the, so the trolley problem is this problem in uh, philosophy and, and logic where you basically say you got a, a, a trolley or a train that's going off the rails and you have a switch in front of you, right? And so you can either pull the switch and it kills three people or you can do nothing and it kills one person, right? Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's you pull the switch and it kills one person. And if you don't do anything, it kills three people or something. And so the trolley problem is like, do you murder? Yeah, that's what it is. It's, yeah, you, the trolley is going towards three people. And then you uh, uh, pull a switch and divert it towards one person. And you kill the one per person instead of three. So that's the trolley problem. And, and it sort of begs the question of, is killing one person acceptable in saving three people, right? And that's essentially when you think of 
what is the trolley problem, right? And I think everyone has their own answers to that, right? Some people say, well, sure, you save three lives rather than one, right? <laughs> or, or some people go, no, murder is not acceptable in any circumstance, right? Uh, you know, and they, and, and then you have, you know, other people that say, well, wait, who are those three people? <laughs> are they three convicted murderers? And is the one guy, you know, uh, a doctor that spends his entire life, like doing free surgery for the poor or something like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, and do you get into the point where you could start rating people on their goodness and badness on whether or not they deserve to live? Right. It, it, the trolley problem brings up a lot of interesting sort of conundrums in, in philosophy and, and sort of ideas. Right. So anyways, with that being said, uh, you know, I think once again, good and evil is very subjective. It's, it's, a, and, and most people, in fact, all people, I think, maybe not all, maybe 99% of the people out there think that they are doing good by whatever their standards of good are, right? Like some people's standards of good are I'm doing what's best for my country and F all those other countries on the planet, right? Whereas uh, other people are like, I'm doing what's uh, best for everyone on the planet and F what my country thinks, you know what I mean? So yeah, once again, good is very, very subjective. Uh, anyways, with that being said, that's why I think Last of Us is so good is because it does that. It has definitely multiple shades of morality built into the way that it's done. And I don't know how much it, it, you know, ties to the video game. Cause I, I once again, never played it and I probably won't because I, you know, like once again, I'll go back to mass effect. I loved mass effect. It was really enjoyable. Uh, Oh, <laughs> it's funny. I, I remembered what I was going to say about mass effect. So, uh, really quickly diversion on mass effect really quickly. If they did make a series of, mass effect it might be actually pretty hard to watch because of the fact that you could play the main character how you wanted right and so if they chose a different path for the main character than i chose in the video game i might go oh i don't know about this i can't can't really agree with the main character the way i'm writing them because my main character was this character you know what i mean so i don't know if mass effect would make a good series whereas I think The Last of Us as a video game uh, probably had a pretty static storyline in the sense that, uh, like, they said, because we watched a lot of the special features, like, so HBO uh, Max has special features after the episode, and, and for the most part, my wife and I always skip those things, but what's funny is because we've been watching The Last of Us as it's been released, and we haven't really done that with an HBO series, like, like Westworld and... Uh, game of thrones and all that kind of fun stuff uh we watched it after the fact so we'd skip those special special features because we want to get to the next episode you know <laughs> whereas the last of us we've been watching them because uh they're just on afterwards and we're not watching anything else that night <laughs> like like that literally was it we we're just gonna watch this one episode and then go to bed and not wanting to go to bed just yet we just kind of watched the special features but anyways uh like like in the special features, they mentioned many times of when they had lines or scenes that were directly out of the video game where they didn't change anything. 
from the video game. Uh, and so I imagine The Last of Us was a static storyline video game in the sense that the player really couldn't direct the path of the story uh, because it does have a really good ending to it. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing also. What I thought was really cool is that they got the uh, actors or the voice actors, or maybe they were the body doubles. I don't know exactly how they were, but they got the people that played Ellie and uh, and Pedro Pascal's character uh, from the video game into the series. So they both got roles in the series and uh the person who played ellie in the series got to play ellie's mother so the hardcore birth scene of fighting a zombie or giving birth that was the person who played ellie in the series and then the person who who played pedro pascal's character in the series was this you know cannibal guy that was butchering people to eat them for their meat uh, <laughs> that ellie stuck a cleaver in his neck <laughs> Uh, but I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool that they gave the original actors uh, parts of the two main characters, because I like that. I like when, when people do cool things like that, uh, and also interesting things like that. Uh, so anyways, so yeah, let's get to the ending of it. So if you're like, stop, Aaron, please stop. just stop the podcast. You're not missing anything else from here, uh, but I am going to spoil the ending, uh, because I thought it was kind of brilliant. So, anyway, the ending is he finally gets her to the lab where they're going to, uh, you know, look at her uh, and and find out why she's immune. And then Pedro Pascal, while he's recovering uh, from this flashbang that how they got to the lab, uh, he realizes that uh, in order to, like, like they say, she's being prepped for surgery. And he sort of says, well, wait, how are you going to study her? And then he realizes that, you know, the it's a fungus, by the way, that's that's making these zombies. It's not a virus. It's a fungus. And she's immune to this fungus. And he realizes that the fungus grows in the brain. And he's like, oh, wait a second. If they're prepping her for surgery and this fungus grows in the brain, it means that they're going to kill her to find the cure. And he uh, has this moment where he essentially <laughs> murders everyone at the hospital to save her from being uh, surgically killed to save humanity, which I thought was so brilliant. I mean, he obviously did it because he feels like a father towards his child, but he's also cursing humanity to die by this fungus by saving her, right? And I'm like, damn, that is so good <laughs> like storytelling wise that's so good it's it's he's <laughs> like whether or not you agree with his decision whether or not you hate him for dooming humanity or you go you're a father protecting your child i totally understand your brother let me give you a hug uh <laughs> you know what i mean like whether or not you think he made the right decision or the wrong decision that's such a good ending because i feel like like wow like yeah that's that's you know apparently the the and apparently according to the special features that's apparently what people still debate about from the video game to this day and, and the reason the filmmaker who made this into a series wanted to make it and and yeah i could see why that's a really 
good piece of storytelling. I'm like, wow, my hat's off to them uh, as a writer. Cause I, I would love <laughs> one day to have a ending so good. in what I write, you know, of, of having something where you feel why you understand emotionally why they did it, but you also intellectually can know they didn't, they might've, you know, <laughs> doomed all of humanity because of their decision, you know, you know, often, uh, often in, in sort of epic larger than life series, uh, the, the decision to, you know, do something is also the thing that saves humanity conveniently. And, <laughs> and it's funny cause it's not, it's nothing new. I mean, if you go back to like Lord of the Rings, like, Frodo's decision to throw the ring into the mountain is him either choosing to selfishly keep the ring for himself or, uh, you know, uh, save humanity. And in that case, you're like, dude, throw the freaking ring in the mountain. I mean, of course, Sam had to go in, you know, save him and get the ring down there. You know what I mean? And, and, and Golem had to chew the ring off and stuff like that. So yeah, there was, there was sort of circuit, like, like you, you know, Frodo was going to keep the ring for himself because he was cursed by it. But you know, it's still like, there's a bad choice and a really good choice. Right. Whereas this, I feel in the last of us, there was a good choice for one reason and there was a good choice for another reason. And you kind of have to decide what's your good choice as you're, child more important than anything or is humanity more important than anything i mean really think about that for a while it's a hard choice as a dad myself i totally understand it uh and yeah no very good it's a very very good uh uh thing you know and and once again like like the wheel time what i'm reading now uh the in that series the choice for the main characters to go fight the dark one or not fight the dark one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like save humanity or just not save humanity. And it's like, well, of course he's going to go try and save humanity. You know what I mean? So, or, or like, you know, star Wars, <laughs> Luke can either go fight the empire or not fight the empire. <laughs> right. So yeah, in most things, the choice, the main character has to make by the end of the movie is absolutely clear. Whereas in this completely not and completely interesting uh but anyways there's a part two i heard there's a part two of the video game i really don't want to want play the video game now because i don't want to spoil the series for me <laughs> i'm enjoying it way too much to go play the video game and once again first person shooter i'm guessing first person shooter i don't know what kind of video game it is really but i don't know i'm not a big fan of the first person shooter as a genre it's just not that fun for me uh and the reason is, is I'm, I don't have that good of reaction time. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like, like, so, you know, I have such a slow reaction time that like in trivia games, I really hate playing trivia games with buzzers because like, I would always lose not because I didn't know the question. I would know the questions every time, but I'd lose cause I couldn't hit the buzzer quick enough, <laughs> you know, like every time I play a trivia game, I'm slow on that buzzer. I'm slow on, you know, it's the same reason why I was lousy at sports as a kid. I just have a slow reaction time to things, uh, which is fine. <laughs> Not everyone is good at video games, right? So first person shooters, I'm terrible at, but I'm, I'm good at games that give you time to think like, 
like Magic the Gathering. That's a game where you have all the time in the world to think. I'm actually pretty good at that one. I wouldn't say that I'm the best, but <laughs> let me tell you, give me a Magic Gathering deck. Uh, I could give you a run for your money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, or give me an unlimited Magic Gathering budget, then I'll really give you a run for your money. Uh, but, you know, I, I have better things than Magic cards to, to spend my money on currently at the moment. Uh, so anyways, yeah, <laughs> I'm good at thinking games. I'm very bad at reaction games. Anything that requires quick reflexes, oh man, that's that's my worst. So, you know, that's why I don't like first-person shooters, because you got to have good reflexes to play those games. Uh, so yeah, anyways, Last of Us on HBO. Go ahead and watch it. And, uh, you know, uh, the science, uh, science moment. Uh, <laughs> You know, if you ever have a, a fungus that will uh, infect your brain and turn you to a zombie, actually, don't worry about it. <laughs> the closest thing to uh, the zombie virus, as we see in The Last of Us, is this thing in the Amazon that infects ants. Uh, and so there is a zombie virus that makes ants, like, control their motions. And mm -hmm. what the ant does is it climbs up to a... a, a tree branch and holds on really tight and then the brain burst out with spores uh that's it's really insidious but it's a it, it affects ants and ants and humans are very different in physiology so you gotta have to mutate the heck out of that one to infect humans i mean mutate the heck out of it like i would be more worried about fungal infections than i would be about uh uh fungus controlling your mind and yes fungal infections are really something to be scared about uh and the reason why is is you know <laughs> the last of us said it very well uh there's no vaccines against fungus <laughs> so yeah uh you can't if you get a fungal infection you're pretty much screwed so yeah worry about that about being sick from fungus but yeah controlling us making us zombies the closest one is so far out i'm not worried anyways uh have a good night and i'll see you next time <laughs>